Session 369. Chapter 3. Verse 32. Say, Obey God and the Messenger. But if they turn their backs, God does not love the disbelievers. Chapter 3, verse 32 The issue of obedience is mentioned in the Qur'an in one of three forms. The first form is to obey God and the Messenger. The second is to obey God and obey the Messenger. And the third is obey the Messenger. Each of these forms has a very distinct and essential meaning. Let's take them one by one. In the 32nd verse of Al-Imran, God says, Obey God and the Messenger. Take note that Allah did not repeat the verb obey in this verse. So we may ask, who are we supposed to obey here? The answer is that we are asked to both obey God and follow the example of the Messenger. Our beloved Muhammad informs us of God's commands, and then we follow his example in implementing these commands. The Prophet peace be upon him, did not command us to obey him. He only asked us to obey God. When the verb obey is not repeated, then there is no separation between God and his messenger. Prophet Muhammad delivered a command from God, and we implement it just as the Prophet did. This is similar to what we discussed in verse 31 of Al-Imran. If you love God, follow me, and God will love you. Our obedience to Muhammad only stems from his obedience to God's commands. The second way obedience is mentioned in the Qur'an is as follows. God says, Say, Obey God and obey the Messenger, but if you turn away, he is only responsible for the duty placed upon him, and you are responsible for the duty placed upon you. Chapter 24, verse 54 Take note that in this verse the command obey is repeated twice, once in regards to God and once to the Prophet. So we ask again, who were we supposed to obey here? The answer is both Allah and Muhammad. There is a time where a command from God is general and vague. Then Prophet Muhammad gives us the details and asks us to follow him. For example, God says, Keep up the prayer. Pay the prescribed alms and obey the messenger so that you may be given mercy. Chapter 24, verse 56 No one amongst us could have known the number of prayers in a day or the number of rakas in each prayer. In fact, none of us could have known how to pray. But our beloved Muhammad explained the details. Hence, the believer obeys God in general and obeys the Prophet in the details. In such cases, there are two forms of obedience. First is the obedience to God, and second is the obedience to the Prophet. This is why the word obey was repeated twice. Allah issues a brief command, and the explanation is left to the Prophet. The third way obedience is mentioned in the Quran is as follows God says in the seventh verse of chapter 59, Whatever the Messenger gives you, you should accept and whatever he forbids you, you should forego. Chapter 59, verse 7 
Allah gave our beloved Muhammad full and independent authority to legislate as he saw fit. He gave him the authority to command the believers, and we are under the obligation to obey, even in matters where God did not rule. This was a great honor exclusive to our beloved Muhammad that none of the previous messengers had. For example, the Athan call to prayer was fully legislated by Prophet Muhammad. The Qur'an came later to confirm the Prophet's sunnah. To review, the issue of obedience occurred in the Qur'an in three forms. The first was a unified obey God and the Messenger, indicating that we should obey God who delivered his message through Muhammad. There is no separate obedience to Muhammad outside of God's command. The second form is to obey God and obey the Messenger, which means that we should obey God in general and look to Prophet Muhammad for guidance in the details. The third form is to obey the Messenger, where Allah gave our beloved Muhammad a general authorization to legislate as he, peace be upon him, saw fit. Here is a small test. Listen to the following verse and see if you can identify the type of obedience God is asking of you. You who believe, obey God and obey the Messenger and those in authority among you. If you are in dispute over any matter, refer it to God and the Messenger. If you truly believe in God and the last day, that is better and fairer in the end. Chapter 4, verse 59 This verse is a perfect example of the meaning behind the command obey in the Qur'an. Take note that obey was repeated before the words God and the Messenger, but absent before those in authority. Allah is an independent legislator that ought to be obeyed, and Muhammad is an independent legislator that ought to be obeyed. However, those in authority, such as presidents and kings, are to be followed only when their actions conform to God's teachings and His Messenger. Our obedience to figures of authority is not independent. Instead, it stems from their obedience to God and His Messenger. So when a dispute arises, God and His Messenger are the only references. In the previous verse of Al-Imran, we learn the elements and benefits of God's love. He says, Say, if you love God, follow me, and God will love you and forgive your sins. God is most forgiving, most merciful. Chapter 3, verse 31 If you claim your love for God, you have to prove it through actions. Words are not enough. Remember that your love for God does not benefit Him, but His love for you is a gift that keeps on giving. You express your love through following His teachings, and Allah expresses His with mercy and guidance. But matters can also move in the other direction. Listen to the strong warning God issues at the end of verse 32. Say, Obey God and the Messenger. But if they turn their backs, God does not love the disbelievers. Chapter 3, verse 32 Those who receive the message of Muhammad and choose to ignore it are equivalent to the disbelievers. Is there anything more terrible than this? The phrase, turn their backs, suggests that those who heard God's teachings did not discard them out of laziness or misunderstanding. Rather, they willingly chose to turn away. Here I would like to take a moment to remind you, beware of rejecting God's commands. For example, if you do not pray, do not say, I do not pray because there is no benefit to prayers. If you take a usurious loan, 
Do not say that the prohibition of usury is unfair or incompatible with modern life. Because if you say any of these things, in essence, you turn your back to God's teachings. You will become a disbeliever and lose all access to God's mercy. Instead, if you cannot bring yourself to implement God's teachings, then say, My Lord, the obligation of prayers or the prohibition of usury is the truth, but I cannot bring myself to do these duties because my faith is weak. My Lord, please shower me with mercy and help me come back to your path in this life and the next. If you sincerely mean these words, you will only be considered disobedient, not a disbeliever, and you will have access to God's mercy. So be very mindful of distinguishing between sinning while accepting God's orders on the one hand and rejecting God's commands altogether on the other. The Messenger said, My Lord, my people treat this Qur'an as something to be ignored. Chapter 25, verse 30 Do not abandon God's book. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www.qur'angarden.com